now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is our number two, live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out with the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You want to get in touch with us, you can at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Also on Twitter, at ESPN 580, Nick, and at the Jerry Daniels. Our buddy Steve-O is going to join us coming up at 7.30, our fantasy football expert. If you have fantasy football questions, you can text them into 21232. That is 21232, and we will make sure Steve-O answers them live on the air for you coming up at 7.30. Well, the U.S. Open, the 2018 U.S. Open, begins on Thursday at Shinnecock Hills in where are they at? They're in New York, right? Shinnecock yeah. Hills? Yeah, in New York. Uh, Tiger Woods will well, no. be there. The who's who of golf will be there. I can't wait. One of golf's majors. And joining us now to break down the U.S. Open, one of the guys that I get to spend some time with every single Saturday morning. He's the co-host of Fairways and Greens. You can hear him and Mac McDonald from 9 to 10 on Saturday mornings. He is Tony Austin, also the director of golf at Rio Pinar Country Club here uh, at uh, here in Orlando. Tony, man, really do appreciate the time. Uh, let me start with this. Uh, Shinnecock is a course that is, has uh, hosted a U.S. Open before. The last time that this thing was at Shinnecock, there was a, there was a lot of kind of back and forth about the quality of the course, it m- not being up to snuff. It, it appears as if they've, they've dealt with some of those problems uh, and should be ready to go this year. Is, is that what you're hearing too, Tony? Yeah, Nikki and, and uh, Jerry, good, good to be with you guys. Uh, of course, in 2014, you know, the USGA has always had this reputation that they don't want a golf course for the Open to be shot and under par. So their reputation, deservedly so, is that they do a lot of things to, to make it tougher than normal. And one of those is, is, is how fast, how cut, short do you cut the greens, how fast do you want them to roll. And sometimes that involves taking a little water away from them. Well, it kind of got away from them in 2014 to where one of the greens had to be watered during the round because it basically was just not puttable. So their modifications to the courses here, from everything that I've seen or heard, it's just spectacular. And I, I think we're going to be in for a real treat playing our national championship at truly one of the best golf courses in the world. Yeah, this is one of the most hollowed of the majors. As you mentioned, the the national championship. Dustin Johnson, Tony, he's the favorite uh, coming in after winning, of course, last week. Rory McIlroy in the mix. Justin Rose in the mix. I like Tiger this weekend, Tony. Uh, who do you like to win the U.S. Open uh, coming up here at Shinnecock? Well, if you, you asked me that the other day, Nikki, and this, I, I like the defending national champion. I like Brooks Kepka. He's, uh, he's had a good season. He's, uh, he's, you know, he had some downtime this year due to injury, but he's back. He's playing well. He's got the game. Uh, he's got the mentality. I, I think he's, he's tough. Uh, there's some, a lot of guys playing good right now. Like, uh, Justin Rose, you mentioned is, uh, certainly look, looks incredibly fit and on his game. And, you know, uh, there's, and, and it's interesting too, when you look at the, the odds and the odds makers predictions, it's kind of like popular names creep to the top and then you look a little bit further down there's some there's a wonderful list of dark horses there is he's tony austin he's the co-host of fairways and green saturday mornings from nine to ten here on espn 580 orlando uh, i guess i should say in phase electrics fairways and greens make sure i cross all my t's and dot all my i's here he's also the director of golf at rio pinar right here in orlando tony uh in terms of of this tournament being at shinnecock 
whose game do you think that this fits? I know you like Brooks Kepka, but but guys that guys that let's say don't do one particular thing very well, who's going to be in a little bit of trouble? You think uh, at at Shinnecock this this weekend? Well, that's that's a tough one there, Nick. Mm-hmm. Uh, these these guys have all earned their way into this into this spot. So they either whether they've qualified or gotten in through exemption, they've all got the uh, they've all got the game to play. I I think the key factor you know, is Mother Nature in this. Now it doesn't look like rain's going to be an issue beyond today, so a little softened up from today. But and the winds are going to be 15 miles an hour each day, but they're going to swing from different directions. So each day the playing situation is going to be a little bit a little bit different i think you know in, in something like this i think the one quality that you're that is most important is experience and when you're there you know nick there are 20 amateurs in the u.s open field and i looked at the list 18 of the 20 are college kids so they're great talents but they don't they've never experienced this kind of situation this kind of pressure so i think experience and how to play different shots different conditions whether you hit flight the ball low whether you need to hit it high i think experience is a key factor and uh uh it's it's going to be a great event tony this is jerry thanks for coming on with us always we appreciate your expertise in the world of golf um the last big name to have success out there is shinnetok and he did not win but he was two strokes back i believe was phil milkison you talk experience um do you give any credence in his what 14 years later knowing that he knows how to play this sort of course in this conditions, and he was able to do it, I believe, what, four under uh, back in 2004? Sure, and uh, Phil would uh, would love to add a U.S. Open to his, his resume. I was reading about some of the practicing that he's done, and he's uh, you know mentally firing himself up. And, of course, the memories of the course then and the, and the realization of the course now, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be a contender, certainly one to look for. He's Tony Austin. He is co-host of uh, Fairways and Greens, 9 to 10 a.m. on Saturdays here on ESPN 580, the director of golf at Rio Pinar. Uh, Tony, uh, Tiger Woods, I, I'm in on Tiger, Tony, and you know this. I'm, I'm all in. I think Tiger I think Tiger takes it home uh, this weekend. He, he, parts of his game have been up to par or Tiger's level uh, the last couple of tournaments. He just hasn't been able to put it all together uh, in one weekend. I think he does it this weekend uh what are your thoughts on how tiger has played the last couple of weeks on weeks where the driver's been there the putter hasn't been on weeks where the putter's been there the driver hasn't been there what do you think about tiger's game right now uh you know i think all all it's great to have tiger back first of all and and of course we remember how how good he played at bay hill and uh, just a couple of errant swings on the back nine we might have had tiger as a bay hill champion again you know, I, I, I don't know that he's there yet, Nicky. I don't know if he's put it together in his mind where he can go out can go out and win an event. However, this tournament, he drove up there in his own twenty million dollar yacht and parked it at a dock somewhere. So he's got home he's got home cooking. He doesn't have to mingle with the traffic. He's a hundred percent in his own world and it that could be the one deciding factor. That brings him home, but I'm just—I'm uh, not ready to say he's ready to win something like this. I hear my question for you, Tony, and you—you—you you, you know a little bit about what goes in the head of someone who's playing in a tournament like this. Um, you know, a lot of people pay a lot of money for those machines that make wave sounds, so you kind of get a better sleep at night. Um, <laughs> is that more of a help or a hindrance that he's got to travel 33 miles each time to get out there to the course each day? 
Well, I just uh, you build these guys are, are incredible creatures of routine. Now they they map everything out. They've got their supporters and their team that helps plot everything out. Uh, like they're going to a summit conference in Singapore. It's it's all laid out. And when things happen, like traffic throws off the timing and affects the scheduling, that can be a tough deal to overcome. It's uh, you just. But if I if I were in his shoes, I wouldn't expect it be, to be perfect. Well, so. apparently uh, they've set up a helicopter pad. He, there. he might take a helicopter, Tony. How awesome <laughs> would that be? There you go. There you go. Yeah. He's Tony Austin. He's the director of yeah. golf at Rio Pinar, also the co-host of Fairways and Greens Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock here on ESPN 580. I'm headed out to Rio Pinar this weekend. I'm actually going to play on Saturday. Uh, Tony, uh, if someone wants to get out and play, you guys, I, I was I was actually there last weekend, too. Uh, I've been playing it's a lot a great of golf. Course. Yeah, it's you a great course. You have been playing a lot of golf. I have been. I'm still terrible. Yeah. But I, mean, I have to play with you on Sunday. I'm getting worried now. You're getting all this practice. I'm, I'm going to be good. I'm going to play well. Uh, Tony, if someone wants to get out and play, uh, you guys have done a great, great amount of work there. The course is playing very well. Uh, how can they get in touch with you guys and make sure they can book around? Uh, you can visit our website, Nick, uh, at reopenr.com or call, give us a call at 407-286-6920, and we'll hook you up. Greens are in great shape. Mother Nature and Florida's summer rains are great for us right now. The golf course has never looked better, I don't think. It hasn't. It's been great getting out there the last couple of weeks. Tony, really do appreciate the time. I'll keep an eye on Brooks Kepka, and uh, we'll hear from you Saturday morning at 9 o'clock here on ESPN. All right, Nick. Thanks a lot, Nick. Good to talk to you, Jerry. Take care, sir. Always good to talk with Tony Austin. Great guy to talk golf with every single you Saturday. You didn't like my wave machine. Though. Yeah, I thought it was funny. I liked it. <laughs> I Rarely, rarely do I like a joke in some... You, know, you get those at like a Brookstone. You remember you go like to Brookstone yeah, the sound and get the little wave machines? Yeah. Now, phones have replaced Ooh. those. Oh, it used to be. It? it used to be that you had like a brick. It was yeah, like a brick that yeah, sat on your bedside yeah, yeah, table yeah. And you would have that sound. I had one of them. You had one of those sound Which machines. Which sound was yours? Mine was the choo-choo train. It's No, it's always been waves. Waves? The sound of water. Yeah, it just... Like for, Christopher Cross level here? Oh, no, not Sailing. quite. No, I know I know okay, the reference. Okay, I do. I got the reference, Jerry. I did. I don't need you to sing. No one needs you to sing. Don't worry. I don't need you to sing. But um, yeah, usually usually it was water. Uh, Tony, though. Tony likes Brooks Kepka. I like Tiger Woods. Can never uh, do the water because I have to wake up in the morning and go to the bathroom. One guy to keep an eye on here. Yeah. Ricky Fowler. You did think you, so? Did you see who Ricky Fowler played his final practice round with today? No. Was it yesterday? Tom Brady. Oh, he snap. Brought, he brought the goat out to practice with the final day, which I thought was just a complete OG move by, by Ricky Fowler. If there was one athlete that you could play a round of golf with, Jerry, who would it be? Ooh, man, that's a good one. Um, You want to think about it? Yeah. All right. You can text us your athlete you'd play a round of golf with. Two one two three two is the text. Oh, that's a good one. We'll also get to the daily this rewind coming up next. Like Steve O's coming up. Big hour here on Live Local and Loud. This is ESPN five eighty Orlando's Live Local and Loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. If you could play golf with one celebrity, a round of golf with one pro athlete, one one celebrity athlete, yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to keep this athletes, be athlete. don't we? Yeah, with an athlete. Text 212-322-844-225. we are going to do the boxing thing. 5580, yeah. And then Lebertard did like... Vin Diesel versus The Rock, That's and only not, one of them's an athlete. Yeah, only one of them's an athlete, and only kind of. Like, The Rock wasn't really an he athlete. Was an, no, he was. Who, wh- where? In Miami? Like, didn't he play in a national It's been a really game? long time since he's been an athlete. Yeah, I don't think... He played in Miami. Wasn't he in the Criminals versus Catholics game? You can't, you can't classify Dwayne Johnson, The Rock Dwayne Johnson, as an athlete anymore. He's an actor now. Yeah. 
You can't, so you, okay, you can't so classify. I know wrestling's fixed. Fake. But they're still... No, it's fixed. That's fine. They're not athletes. They're still actors. No, they're athletes. No, it's a script. They're going through but with a script. But still, they're athletes. No. Yes, you are. No, they're not. They're no, actors. they're athletes. So stuntmen are athletes? Yes. No. Yes. They're actors. No, they're athletes. They're stuntmen. No. No, you're... No. No. No, actors are people with breastplates. Like, what's his name? He played Batman. Which one? Keaton? Yeah. Affleck? Ruined. Yeah, both of them. You know, they asked... Um, they asked... Uh, they asked, uh, what's his name? Uh, who's boxer Rocky guy? They said, what ruined Stallone? the action hero? You're talking about Stallone? Yeah, they asked Stallone back in the day. Okay. What I wasn't ruined sure the Stallone action or hero? Burgess Meredith. Yeah, I whatever, wasn't sure. Whatever. All right. What, they asked him, what ruined the action hero? And he said it was Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton did? <laughs> why? Because they, were, he didn't they need to work out they, real, they realized hero. this soft white guy could play an action <laughs> hero. That's yeah, why? Did, they, did he really say that? He really said that, yeah. Uh, pull, Google it. Uh, come right Dwayne, up. Dwayne Johnson at this stage of his career is an actor, not an athlete. He's not. So is Ronda Rousey an athlete? No, she's still. She, no, let's see. See? That's oh, what I'm you telling you. Here. That's a good crossover one. That's is Danica a good one. Patrick an athlete? Well, she's I mean, a uh, NASCAR driver, right? I mean, like, <laughs> come on. NASCAR driver? Uh, was she ever an athlete? I mean, come on. Am they're, I right? They're, they're athletes. NASCAR's athletes. Okay, NASCAR's athletes. I mean, you sweat so much that you don't have to. Ronda Ronda Rousey now retired. Not not enough time has gone by. I would still call her an athlete, but like Dwayne Johnson is not. He hasn't played. He hasn't played in. I mean, Tom Brady was on Entourage. Does that make him an actor? He's still be played in the Super Bowl. (sighs) I think. I think. uh, Come on, wrestlers are. I'll give you every criticism you have. And I'm not a wrestling guy. I'm not mm. the Kevin Sutton show. I'm not saying what they're they're doing is not athletic. They're not athletes. No, they're actors. They're athletic actors. Andre the Giant was an athlete? No, he was an actor. No, it's he was fake. an athlete. It's fake, man. No human being could do that. Oh, and it's Wrestling Wednesday to do it. I hope the Kevin Sutton show is listening. I hope you guys are listening. I'm laying it down for you right now. What do you say we get to the Daily Rewind? <laughs> Nick and Jerry weigh in on the day sports conversation. It's the Daily Rewind. I'm going to pay for that later on the Kevin Sutton show. Let's start with Scott Inez today talking about soccer in the United States. Will the World Cup in 2026 boom the popularity of soccer? I've heard it since I I was like a little kid, and I'm an old man now. Soccer is going to take over the the, the U.S. I mean, back in the 70s when when Pele came here in the old NASL days with with the Cosmos in New York, I I, I hear it from MLS fans all the time. Soccer is going to sweep us off our feet. People, stop it. World Cup, wonderful event. But it's not like like soccer is never going to sweep us off our feet here in America. America. But now, will the World Cup being here in North America create more interest in the game? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it, it it will be some sort of a spark spark here in the United States. But I, I, again, it's not going to sweep us off our feet. It's never going to happen. Stop it! And you soccer fans with your noses up in the air, you, you you can tweet me and text me and call me all you want. Get over it. It's not going to happen. We're just not in love, in in a passionate love affair with the game of soccer like the rest of the world is. He's wrong. Scott's wrong. I'm just saying. I think in I think in no. Tell me why he's wrong. In twelve fourteen years, I I know it's going to be the fourth sport. It could be the third. It could pass Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball would be the sport that it would pass. No one's catching the NBA or the NFL. I didn't say at their one or rate. two. I no, said no, three I'm, or I'm, four. I'm I'm building off of what you said. I'm but in my lifetime, you. it might be number two. 
But I thought you're... I, you said 12 years, though. I know, you might, I know. I'm you might, the bucket. You might be circling the drain. Wait a minute. I was all concerned. <laughs> I was. We were talking during the break. I was making sure I was in the will. I wanted I wanted to be sure I, I, I was there to, uh, to... I'm on the 17th green. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Let's get to Mayor Buddy Dyer. Join Scott and Ez today on his show. So... The North, North America, the United States, Canada, Mexico, they're getting World Cup games in 2026. Are we building a wall? How are we going to have joint soccer games if we're building a wall? That would be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be awkward. That would be awkward. Uh, Mayor Buddy Dyer on Orlando's chances of actually getting games here in the city. This is another step in the process. We were probably a little more excited when the USA or the North American bid was put in, and we were one of the 17 American cities included as part of that bid um, and then the next step was us versus Morocco so that step has closed and over the course of the 18 months next 18 months um, the US bid committee will evaluate the 17 cities and select probably 12 of the cities to be host cities and we feel like we're in a pretty good position to beat one of those 12 we're getting games you think we are we are we're set up. You what, have a what fervent cities do you really population. want to pound on? Like, do you, who are we better than? Do we Louisville? Have, do we have screw the list? you, Louisville? Do we have Do we have a list of cities? We're better yeah. than Miami. Miami's like, gonna get like to hell with it, Miami. Miami's gonna get. One. Oh no! Come on. They're, they're gonna get one. Yeah, they are. They're gonna just, get I'm one. Just telling you. Um, they sold out all of the international cups. And by the way, you Orlando soccer fans, you fake stupid soccer fans out there, you're pathetic because the international cup didn't come back here because you guys couldn't. Buy any tickets for the international cup? Yes. Listen, the weather was terrible, but you're right. Nobody went. Nobody. Miami went to got that two games this year. But it goes to show that this might not be a soccer town. It the might bad be weather we town. have in Orlando is the same bad weather they have in Orlando. I mean, in Miami. So what? So it's is it 17 cities? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, 17, 17 cities. cities. My understanding, there's 24 total cities. Yeah. In okay. The Edmonton, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Monterey, Guadalajara, Mexico City. Let me keep to the United States ones here. Hold on. I'm sorry. Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Dallas, Houston, Kansas City, Nashville, Atlanta, Orlando, Miami, D.C., Baltimore, Philly, New Jersey. That'd be New York, New Jersey. Well, can uh, we count Baltimore out now? Boston. Yeah, Baltimore, no. Baltimore, that's not happening. All these cities are too close together. Like, you should really only have one site between Philly, Baltimore, Washington, D.C. Am I wrong? Yeah, but it's the population. What about Cincinnati. What about games in Cincinnati? I guess no. you need something in the middle of the country there in Ohio. I don't know. Get rid of Cincinnati. Get rid of Washington, D.C. So we get 16. You got to give Seattle. Portland's not in the hunt. How do you not give it to Portland with the Timbers selling out every game for 12 years? Portland's not even on this list. That's pathetic. Portland's not on the list, man. They sell out their women's games. No <laughs> one sells out women's games. No, nobody does. Let's get to Stephen A. Smith. No, let's get to Andy North. Excuse me. Andy North earlier today uh, talking about the one guy I think everyone wants to see actually win the U.S. Open. It's very simple. When the hell is anybody That would be Stephen A. Smith. I think he's striking it about as well as I've ever seen him. Uh, he's he's controlling it nicely. He's controlling the flight. Uh, his driver has gotten remarkably has improved from the first half of this, of this season. And he just struggled with the putter a little bit at Memorial, and, and it looks like he's got that figured back out again. So I'd be shocked if he wasn't in the mix on Sunday. I think he's going to be in the mix. I think Tiger's going to win the whole thing. He'll be in it right to the end. He's putting well. He's hitting the driver well. He just has to put it all together 
at Shinnecock uh, this upcoming weekend. And it starts tomorrow. I'm looking forward to it. You're telling me he's going to stay at the yacht. He's going to take he's gonna take a helicopter to Shinnecock and then tee off. I absolutely love it. I think Tiger Woods is going to win the U.S. Open this weekend. That's the Daily Rewind. We take it through the day. Sports conversation here on Live, Local, and Loud. It's brought to you by our friends at Yingling. Yingling Freewell Gaming and Victory Casino Cruises. You can give them a call, 855-GO-VICTORY, or visit them online at victorycasinocruises.com. Um, one other thing we need you to vote on here, okay? I need you to settle this debate between Jerry Daniels and me. A Twitter up on my, uh, sorry, a poll up on my Twitter account. Settle this debate. Pro wrestlers. Athletes or actors? They're athletes. They're definitely actors, man. They're actors. Athletes can act. They're playing a role. That's all they're doing. They're playing a role. They're still an athlete playing a role. No, 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 no. They're actors. That's what they are. Like Dwayne Johnson right now, you can call... At this point, like he hasn't been an athlete since he was at the University of Miami. He's always going to be an athlete. No, they're actors. 844-225-5580. We got Steve-O coming up. Are you beating him in a 40? We're going to talk a little fantasy football. That's Are you out bench pressing him, Mister Orange? You, have you seen? Fitness, have you seen those muscles, man? That's a lot of weight for him to carry. I might be. I might be a little more spry than Dwayne Johnson. I'm not outlifting him. He might. If I'm beating Dwayne Johnson in a race, he might just grab me, pick me up, if and break me. If you start in a national championship game in college football, you're an athlete. No, they're actors. That's what they are. First and foremost, they're actors. Steve-O's coming up next with your fantasy football answers here on Live Local and Loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live Local and Loud. Welcome back. Live Local and Loud here on ESPN 580. Hanging out in the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios, some of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. You want to get in touch with the show at 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. You can text us your fantasy football questions. Uh, Steve-O going to join us, our fantasy football expert, coming up here in just a minute. Hey, don't forget, Golik and Wingo tomorrow morning, Thursday, 6 to 10 a.m. They'll get you ready for the World Cup. World Cup 2018 starts tomorrow. What the first game is at 11 a.m. Only one game tomorrow, and then the thing really uh, gets going. We'll be out at Twin Peaks in Lake Buena Vista just off 535. Uh, here from 4 o'clock, ESPN Afternoon, Scott Inez, 4 to 6, and live, local, and loud from 6 to 8. Uh, if you want to come out, hang out, and uh, and join us, it should be a uh, very fun evening. So we'll get to Steve-O here coming up in just a little bit. I know I want to I talk to Steve-O a little bit about the Pittsburgh Steelers because, to me, the Steelers are just the gift that keeps on giving. They, they continually give us drama to discuss here on sports radio, whether it be Antonio Brown and him spout, spouting out about the media yesterday or Le'Veon Bell not showing up to camp and Ben Roethlisberger contemplating retirement and not wanting to help Mason Rudolph. So the Steelers, always one of the most interesting teams uh, in the NFL. And, and Antonio Brown made it more and more interesting yesterday when he kind of went off on the media about the way that they've been treating him and the way that he doesn't feel like he's free and he doesn't feel like he can express himself because the media is covering him so much. I mean, Antonio Brown, man, get over it. You're making $17 million a year. $17 million a year. And is there more attention on you? Yeah, but if you want less attention, how about this? Get off social media. Get off Facebook Live. Get off Twitter. How about that? You don't have to worry about the attention then. A lot of people are showing up where you are because the media says, well, listen, like you're telling everybody where you're going to be anyway. So I don't know. I, I I thought it was a bad look for Antonio Brown and what he said to the media uh, about him not feeling free, him not being able to, to kind of go out and enjoy himself. He doesn't like the fact that people are writing things about him not showing up to OTAs and camp. Uh, I, 
I'm I'm I've kind of I've my my patience with the Steelers is is wearing thin, and I know we want to put him. Antonio Brown and the Steelers in the conversation to win a Super Bowl every single year, and they should be one of the most talented teams in the NFL. But that that being said, they find a way to kind of derail themselves every single year, and and this is another year where it might just happen. I've got offseason news about Brown, about Bell, about Big Ben. I want to go there. What's that? Do you think it's a matter of – do you think they're all head cases and we only hear about it? Because if you look at – let's look at the top – I don't know, four running backs, right? You got Bell, Elliott. Um, let's see. I guess you, David Johnson. I haven't heard any problems out of David. Um, of course, he's in. No, you he know, was he's in witness protection, but I mean, he's not a head case. Um, uh, let me give this a little bit of context here too, okay? Because I I kind of spouted off about the Antonio Brown thing. I want to give it a little bit of context. Here's what Antonio Brown had to say yesterday. Uh, to the media about the amount of pressure that he's under. You know, I'm constantly under the pressure. I can't go nowhere and work out by myself. Fans come meet me at the field. You know, I can't do nothing normal. You know, you guys write about me every day. My mom, my kids see it. So we have to deal with these type of things, you know. Uh, and I started to think to myself, am I really free? You know, I can't really express myself in this game. I can't really tell you guys how I feel. You guys make the pressure to put pressure on me all the time. Am I really free? You know, and I go to ask myself that in regards it's taking away time from my kids and everything that's going on so I had to get away to you know free my mom what did you learn from that process well I'm still under pressure you know you guys in my face asking me about not showing up the volunteer practice that's Antonio Brown is this the guy that is this the guy that did dancing with the stars what a year ago he's not free <laughs> is this the guy that was in the locker room doing Does a he Facebook live talk I don't know. I maybe that maybe that haircut. Maybe maybe he went to the barber shop and the barber cut too deep and got to his brain. Antonio, the, who's the biggest head case right now? Uh, on the Steelers? No, because that's NFL. a debate. That's a debate. In so you, got, you, you got Brown, Bell, Elliott. How much of a head case really is is Elliott though? Like Ezekiel Elliott, he got into the domestic violence issues. But other than that, like I mean, I haven't been that bad. Okay, so then I'll put Beckham in there. Okay, now so we're Beckham, talking. Brown. And Bell. Oh my God, they all bees. They could be. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Is that it? If you're in the NFL and you're starring, your last name begins um, with a B. You're a nutcase. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that you could put on that list. But I, the the whole I don't feel like I'm free thing. I mean, listen, like you're free making 17 million dollars. Like he's 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 one of the best wide receivers in the world, and he's getting paid a pretty penny for it. And he can go do whatever he wants. If you don't want the pressure, Antonio Brown, that's fine. Give up the money. But this is part of what you get when you decide to play professional football. You knew what you were signing up for. And this guy, too, what, what bothers me about it, he loves the attention. You know he does. Is this is, is that what it is? It's about attention. It is. Yeah. That's what it's about. Oh, like, I I don't feel free. I, and I don't know what, I don't know if he's, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Is he trying to kind of just make the case, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a prisoner here in my own world because of the amount of attention the media puts on me? He he's one of the flashiest guys in the NFL. Everything he does screams look at me. From the touchdown dances to the social media stuff to the Facebook live stuff. This guy's about as free as it gets. And he plays for a coach that is probably the freest coach, is the he most player. Out? No. I don't want to get deep here, but Robin Williams was kind of flashy too, and we found out after the fact that he felt trapped. Well, I'm just saying. I think that's a ridiculous comparison to me. Well, I mean, we 
we didn't know what was going on in his head until after the fact. I don't think that that is even a like. I don't. That's a ridiculous comparison. Well, I'm trying to make the ridiculous happen. Well, but that's you know. You but. did. You did. It was a ridiculous <laughs> comparison to make. To me, what this is, this is an immature spouting off from a petulant wide receiver that doesn't you like don't the think fact. It goes deeper you than don't that? happen. You don't happen. Was he, he jumped in his Twitter mentions because he's on social media all the time, and he read a couple of headlines from some Pittsburgh bloggers that are writing about. Antonio well, Brown just get a burner account not showing and defend up yourself. for OTAs, and he doesn't like that they're upset that he's not showing up for OTAs. Listen, man, like sometimes people just aren't going to be happy with it. You and I both know this. You can't be everything to everybody, and he's got to accept that. Not everyone's going to love him, but to do the whole I'm not free. You've got to love the NFL for that because what other sport can a I'm city like free. Pittsburgh Draw that I'm much attention. They're like the, the word, New York Yankees of the NFL. I'm surprised he didn't just throw the word slavery out there right away. I'm <gasps> sorry. You go there because, like, I feel like that's what he's insinuating. I here. can't I'm not say free. Robin Williams, but you can pull out slavery. No, like I, I would draw the line at the suicide thing. I would. I think that's exactly where I would draw the line, Jerry. But like, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I, I am because he's making the whole case here. Oh, well, like I'm trapped in my own life. There's always someone there standing there with a camera. Okay. And and you're compensated for it. He can give it up. You're, you can any point in time. That's like I'm surprised someone in the media didn't say that. Hey Antonio, anytime you want to just retire, you can give it up. You made a lot of money. Yeah, you made sixteen mil last year up front, right? You got a lot. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it's guaranteed up front. That's why his base pay like is so low because he got a lot of it up front. But Antonio, like anytime you want to stop, that's fine. You think he just blew through all of his base pay? No, I don't think I mean, money has anything to do with it. I think that he just doesn't like the media being in his face. That's what I think. I think he's tired of answering questions about not being at OTAs, and he tried to make it out about how much pressure he's under. Well, by the in way, fairness, how much grief is Tom Brady getting? But none. Like Tom, like so, it the, seems a little racist to me. No, but Tom. My point being is like Tom Brady. He deals with it, but also he doesn't go looking for the attention. This guy goes looking for uh, the attention. I'm sorry. Did Tom Brady not play in a practice round with the? Number two golfer in the world. I don't see the the the. He's I don't, clearly not trying to avoid the camera. I'm not at OTAs, but I'm playing golf. One what? Once, on the other side of a body of one, water. Once again, though, you're you're missing the point here. Trying to play gotcha, and I want okay. you to just listen I'm when not I make this point. To play gotcha. Well, if okay, Go ahead. you're right. You're failing at it. But <laughs> my my point being is, all right. Antonio Brown is saying that he can't deal with the amount of pressure that he's under, and he's getting nowhere near the attention that Tom Brady is. And you know what? Brady just deals with it because he knows it, it's what comes with it's what comes with the territory. And Brady's also not out there on social media, not out there doing Facebook Live stuff, not out there yelling, he's look at me, look media. at me. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's his he's publicist. Doing workouts and it's eating his publicist running it, whatever. But seaweed and, salad. And, and, and if by the way, if Brady complained, I'd say the same thing to him. Hey Tom. Like it comes with it comes with the salary. It comes with all the love and adoration you get from fans, and also some of the backlash. This is part of what the big salary is worth when you're an NFL player. If you don't, if you don't want any attention, is this a sign of bad head coach? If, if no, I'm not going to make this about Mike Tomlin. For as much as I don't like Mike Tomlin as a coach, and I don't think Mike Tomlin is buttoned up, this is a personality thing. Him speaking out on it like this speaks to the culture there in Pittsburgh. But more than anything. I think it's just Antonio Brown saying, "I'm going to try to bully into the media, bully the media into making me into leaving me alone a little bit." Scott Inez made the point the other day that maybe no one's listening to Kerr anymore. Maybe he needs the exit, right? So, do you think this is a sign that Tomlin's been there too long? When did Scott make that point? You guys talked about it last week about Steve Kerr. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't let go of Steve Kerr. Like Steve Kerr. No, 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 no. They're not going to let Kerr go. Mm-hmm. But what's Kerr's exit plan? 
Has Tomlin been there too long? I guess when he gets burned out. Tomlin's been there a while. He's Nine been years? There a while. We're getting up there. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, I mean, you got a quarterback who won't shut up, you got a running back who won't shut up, and you got a wide receiver who won't shut up. So he's been there 11 years. Oh, my God. Since 2007. God, it's been it's been How does that man keep his job that long? But that's Pittsburgh. They've had three coaches. They've had Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, Mike wow. Tomlin. That's how it is in Pittsburgh. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. Final segment coming up next. I think we'll talk to Steve about fantasy football. It's live, local, and loud. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Welcome back, live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Final segment of the night, Kevin Sutton Show, right around the corner, coming up at 8 o'clock. I know it's Wrestling Wednesday. I'm sure they will weigh in on our athletes athletes. or actors discussion, whether or not pro wrestlers are athletes or actors first. Dwayne Johnson, he's an actor, man. That's what he is at this point. He's not. He's an actor at this point. He's playing a role. Uh, We talked a little about Antonio Brown. Um, If you want to get in touch, 844-225-5580. I know Anthony's in Orlando. Anthony had a thought on Antonio Brown. Anthony, you're up next here on Live Local and Loud. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on this show. Always like the show. Let's do it great. Um, Brown, I just with your Anthony Rabane for anything going on, I'm a little more sensitive when people say, hey, this is what's going on with me. I kind of take them at face value a Thank little bit. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you, Tony. It's ridiculous. If that's what he's really feeling, though, he made a mistake by saying it publicly. He should have gone to the PR director within the Steelers and said, limit my, my interviews, limit what they can talk to me about. Um, he just made himself more of a story by saying this. So he kind of added more pressure to himself rather than just being smart and going to the PR director. Yeah. Anthony, I, I don't. I He's don't, crying out, man. Then stop crying for attention. Then stop you crying don't for attention. Know. Get that, up. That's, get up. That's what. I know, but you don't. The same way that you're that's insinuating. That's what Robin Williams did. The same way that you're insinuating there's a mental health issue. Yeah. You don't know. The same way I'm insinuating this is a guy that just just is kind of rolling his eyes at the media writing headlines about. I think we got to be a little bit OTAs. more sensitive to it. We got we to gotta look at people. This is and, an incredible show where you're the one saying we need to be more sensitive. Okay, maybe that's fair. I mean, this is a real landmark. This is a milestone. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's. I want to say screw you, Antonio Brown. Get over your crap. You're getting paid millions of dollars, but you know, that that's a soapbox I don't want to get on lately. You know, just, that's, that's okay. all I'm saying. I've got it. Don't worry. Let's get to our buddy Steve Owers, our fantasy football expert. You can text your fantasy football questions to two one two three two. That is two one two three two. Steve O, he joins us now. Uh, what are we like? 90 days away from the NFL season getting started? We're, we're, well, right we're less the than 90. We're, uh, I think we're in the 80s. I have no idea. I've lost count completely. I think we're in the 80s. We got a few questions that came in. For college. So, I mean, that's pretty exciting all by itself. We got a couple questions that came in. Battle of head cases is what I'm going to call it. Zeke Elliott or Le'Veon Bell, who are you taking? Well, well, why are either of them head cases? I don't even understand that part. <laughs> I guess I'm, trying to, I'm trying to ruffle a few feathers, I guess. You could say the battle of the elite running backs, because that's what both of them are. Um, I, this one, I think, boils down really, eh, you know what, either way, no. I'm saying Le'Veon Bell. Uh, what, I, what I was going to say, if you're in a, you have a half-point or a full-point PPR league, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he plays all 16 games. You're looking at maybe 70, 80, or more sometimes receptions based on previous experience. And that, I mean, that adds up to a lot of additional points compared to a standard type of league. 
So, uh, you know, either Lee, either way, I'm going Le'Veon, but if you're in a PPR, I would absolutely go Le'Veon Bell. And I would even pick him over Todd Gurley in oh. a PPR league as well, based on that reception total that I think is very, very highly obtainable. Wow. Okay. Um, Mark and Dr. Phillips wants to know, Brown or Hopkins and why? He wants to know why. Is Big Ben a factor, or are you questioning what sort of quarterback situation is going to be in Houston? Yeah, I think that's a – I'm going to go just to answer right now. Antonio Brown, I mean, you look at the, you know, the stats, you know, how long has he done it for and how well has he done it, it's out of control. I mean, it's, it's walking into the Hall of Fame type of stats, and it's gone over the course of several years. So you look at what, you know, Hopkins has done. Yeah, he's been incredible. It doesn't seem like, you know, whatever the quarterback play is. But in the end, um, you know, he was only there with that quarterback, you know, Deshaun Watson, for, for five real games. And so who really knows if that's going to be something that continues? What if he gets hurt? Who comes in and plays now? I, I just don't necessarily trust the history and everything with DeAndre Hopkins as much as I do with Antonio Brown. Now, I still think Hopkins is a top five wide receiver, no doubt there. But if I'm picking between the two, Antonio Brown's my number one receiver, period, hands down, no contest, that's it. He's our fantasy football expert, Steve-O. You can text your fantasy football questions to 21232, or you can tweet them at ESPN. Steve-O, next question we have here, Steve-O. Would you take Dalvin Cook or A.J. Green? Um, I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. Uh, You know, I I think if you start doing mock drafts, which I have, you'll find pretty rapidly as you start getting into the mid-rounds, the later rounds, there's still receivers there that you're like, ah, you know, that guy's actually not too bad. It doesn't normally happen with running backs the same way it does with receivers. So if you can get a, a three-down back, like I think Dalvin Cook's going to be, and what I think is going to be an improved offense there in, in Minnesota um, with Kirk Cousins coming in, I'll take that almost elite level of running back um, over a wide receiver that I think you could find a decent replacement for later in the draft. So Cook for me. Is this really a question of age versus potential injury? What you don't know versus what you know, but is it too old? Yeah, I, I think that's part of it. You know, I, I honestly, I'm not a big uh, Steve Sarkeesian fan there in, in Atlanta for Julio. Uh, I mean, you've seen it years, even leading up before he came there. He's just not getting the touchdowns, and it didn't seem like they were trying to make any better effort for that last year, in my opinion, or it just wasn't working out. So um, I would rather go with a running back that I would say has a very good chance of double-digit touchdowns is going to catch the ball as well now that Jarek McKinnon's not there. Uh, I, I just like the upside, I think, of, uh, of McKinnon as a running back in that position, which I think is more scarce than wide receiver with Julio. I, I just don't know what's going to happen this year with them. Yeah, let's stick with Julio Jones. Uh, the, sure. tra- the trade with Barkley? Oh, so, so I get it right. They have Julio Jones. They yep. want to Julio for Barkley? Yes. For Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Boy, sorry. I, um, I would say, especially if this is like a dynasty or, or a keeper type. It is. Of league. It's a keeper league. He's coming um, yeah. in with Jones. Keeper league. But he's okay. he's concerned because of some yeah. reports he's seen out of Atlanta on Jones. Yeah, I mean, Julio's not a camp. I mean, he, he's holding out. There's a contract situation. It's been a weird feeling all all off season, in my opinion. You know, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on that. I, I do. I think Julio's getting a little bit older. You just got a brand new running back, who I think is going to be an absolute workhorse. Uh, they up- upgraded that offensive line a little bit. I'm not saying it's completely Is fixed. Matt Ryan uh, but, uh, a question in that? Yeah, I, I think he's part of it, too. I mean, you saw he had that one great year, and that was really 
the, the year that was different than all the other years he's had. He's always been a solid quarterback, but that, that one year where he just blew it up and got the MVP, that was, I think that was the rare year for him. And again, I'm not a big Sarkeesian fan. And I think, you know, as, as they brought in, um, you know, Ridley out of Alabama, is that going to affect them a little bit? Uh, are the running backs going to both be healthy, getting more targets? I, I would rather, again, go with Dalvin Cook or somebody along those lines than Julio with his not reporting to camp, not getting touchdowns. It's just, it's just a weird situation for me. And he's already, what, 29, almost 30, I think, where with Barkley you have somebody coming in brand new that could be a elite running back for years to come. All right, let's talk a little bit about Matt Ryan. Everybody expected uh, to kind of have that hangover situation there uh, with uh, mm-hmm. with New England. Uh, does he get back to form, or are we looking at Cam Newton? I think somewhere in the middle. You know, I, I, do I think he's going to be as bad as he has been in past years? No, I think uh, you know looking at Julio is different than looking at you know Matt Ryan when you're talking about adding Calvin Ridley and adding weapons to the team. Um, I think it helps Matt Ryan a little bit. Do I think he's going to be, you know, a top five quarterback? No, no, I, I don't. I think a lot of that does have to do with the way they call the offense. Um, but I think he will do a little bit better. I think Sarkeesian saw, you know, what maybe he needs to change and what he needs to do differently this year. So I'm fingers crossed that he can realize that and try to fix some of those mistakes. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Matt Ryan's going to go elite. But I brought this up, I think, a few shows ago. I'm seeing him go in drafts in 14th, 15th, sometimes oh. undrafted. And, and I think that is insane. I am very happy waiting to the end of my draft, drafting Matt Ryan and, and rolling with him um, compared to spending a draft pick on somebody like Aaron Rodgers with a third or fourth round pick. He is our fantasy football expert. Steve-O joins us every single week. Normally on Thursday, you can text uh, your fantasy football questions into 21232 or tweet them at ESPN. Steve-O. He'll join us next week. We'll answer your questions then. Steve-O, man, really do appreciate the time, and we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Fantastic. Sounds good, guys. Have a great one. Always good to catch always up. Always brings it. With Steve-O. He always does. I, I'm always impressed he knows where all these guys are. Because it was like, say, I was forgetting. It's like Saquon Barkley. He ended up with the Giants, right? Yeah, okay. It's with the Giants. All right. And then I, I said to myself, I said to myself, now Atlanta, Julio Jones, I know they added a wide receiver. I can't remember who that is. Oh, yeah, Calvin Ridley. That's right. They took him. He just knows. Yeah, he, knows he does. He spends a lot of time on it. Uh, and I think six leagues he's in. What is it? Three or four of our listeners last year tweeted us or yeah, texted us at the yeah. end of the year thanking Steve-O. Because they won their championship, so you want to you want to <laughs> heed his advice. Uh, he is a fantasy football. Illuminati. He was a little late tonight, but apparently he was indisposed. We got him. Don't worry, we got him. Uh, <laughs> he'll join us next week. That's going to do it for us tonight here on the show. The Kevin Sutton Show is coming up next. Join them on a Wrestling Wednesday. Jerry and I will be back tomorrow. It'll be like we never left here on ESPN 580 Orlando.